All right, it's time to check the OR, the Ottawa Report, with Amanda Connolly, our reporter for Ottawa with globalnews.ca. Amanda, welcome back to the show. It has certainly been a week in the nation's capital. Where do you want to start out? Do you want to start out with the allegations of sexual misconduct in the military and where we're at? Yeah, it has certainly been a week up here. Wow, where to even begin? I think where what you kind of lay out there is, is the best place to start. Uh, we, we saw yesterday on Thursday morning a really um, significant new announcement from the government in terms of how they're planning to respond to those allegations that Global News first started reporting on back in February. It has, of course, been nearly three months that we've been waiting to hear details of how they plan to respond to this. And yesterday we finally got some of those details. What we're hearing is that the government is hiring uh, former Supreme Court Justice Louise Arbour to lead a review into the allegations in the military. And so the question really here is, is, is how will this be different from the 2015 report that we saw by former Supreme Court Justice Madame Deschamps into, uh, into these allegations as well? Uh, the sense that we have so far is that this will be a much broader review. The mandate is broader. It's going to be looking at all of those kind of complicated factors that go beyond just sexual misconduct into what actually creates the social uh, and kind of political conditions there within the military for it to thrive. Um, and so watching how that plays out, I think, is going to be a really interesting thing that we're looking at here, uh, along with, of course, whether the military can actually start to act on some of the interim recommendations that we're hearing will come from that report fairly shortly. A lot has changed since 2015. The Me Too movement, uh, the fact that we just won't accept some of the things we would accept as answers for why um, sexual misconduct occurs in whatever system we're talking about. But um, at the time, can you tell us what the former Chief of Defense uh, Staff General Tom Lawson literally said um, when it came to sexual misconduct in the military? Yeah, I think you raise a really good point there. Again, the, the the conditions here are so different when you're talking about what this review could do. When we saw the, the 2015 report coming out, we saw General Tom Lawson, who was the chief of the defense staff at the time, responding to questions about sexual misconduct in the military by saying that men were effectively biologically wired to act that way. Of course, we know that that is not the case. Men are not biologically wired to act in any particular way in that regard. Um, It really comes down to kind of what sort of circumstances are being created here. And that really is, I think, what we're hearing this this new report and this new review are going to look at. We heard that as well from both Arbour and Deschamps themselves. We spoke with them on, uh, spoke with them yesterday. Uh, Marie Deschamps was saying that she thinks that the, the mandate here, again, is much broader than what she was given in 2015. And of course, um, Arbour as well was saying that she thinks that she's going to be able to really build on what Deschamps had done in her report and kind of that, in effect, it takes sometimes more than one to get progress on these things. One can kind of open up the door and the second one really can be where you start to see some of those real um, real actions and real uh, changes coming from. Uh, since we're on the topic of former chief of defense uh, staffs, uh, let's let's talk about General Jonathan Vance for a second. Where are we at with the allegations and what uh, people want to hear about how much the prime minister knew, how much his chief of staff, Katie Telford, knew about the allegations against General Jonathan Vance? We're watching for that coming up. Uh, more detail on that potentially today. Of course, the Defense Committee is holding a meeting after a request by Conservative members to uh, debate a motion to call or invite Katie Telford to committee. She really has become kind of a, a key figure in this that, that a lot of the questions are centering around, of course, being the, the top political staffer in the Prime Minister's office, a key confidant 
to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau through this. And we heard, of course, last week that she did know um, that there was an allegation against General Jonathan Vance in 2018. And so we're really watching to see if that will get the, um, the support to pass. Of course, we have seen her testify at committee before. This would certainly be significant testimony if they can get the numbers to get that passed. How politically toxic is this for the Trudeau feminist government? It's not good. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest there. It's, it's, it's a big challenge for them politically. This is, this is something that really strikes, I think, at um, the heart of their brand as a feminist government. That's really been kind of one of the key ways they've been branding themselves to voters, particularly uh, female voters. We know that that is a really key group for them to, to maintain support with. And so the, these allegations, again, the, the, the kind of suggestions here that there was an allegation made that was not perhaps investigated as fully as it could have or should have been um, is, is really, I think, um, risky and, and damaging potentially to the government when they've built so much of their credibility politically on saying we're feminists, we are pursuing a feminist agenda on a lot of different things. Um, this, this makes it challenging to look at that and, and answer some of the questions that remain. There are uh, there's new information on the vaccine front, and I think this is great news, especially for the people of Ontario. We're hearing that everyone in Ontario 18 up by the end of May should be able to uh, book an appointment for their first vaccination. It, what are you hearing from Ottawa? And um, can you tell us a little bit about why we're seeing or what you're hearing about this flood of more vaccines into the country? Why now? Yeah, this is just incredible news. I have to say, I did a little uh, a little cheer at my desk here when, when we heard this. I'm 30, of course, and so I've been eagerly waiting for uh, my kind of age group here to open up. And that I think a lot of people that are, are reacting the same way. We know that, of course, the federal government is bringing in a lot more vaccines that we're really seeing a ramp up uh, or supposed to see a ramp up, of course, um, starting really like kind of this week and going over pretty much until right the way through June. We're looking at millions more vaccines coming in, a really significant um increase in the, the the supply of vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna as well. We did hear earlier this week that we are supposed to get um, more Moderna vaccines coming in. And so that, that influx of vaccines coming into the country really seems to be part of what is moving some of the provinces to speed up their delivery timelines for some of those younger age brackets. And that, of course, is coming as we're seeing this really devastating third wave in Ontario, particularly hitting uh, so many young people, so many essential workers right now. Um, this, this is They're going to be under, I think, a lot of pressure to get this right, to roll this out quickly, and to hopefully address some of those challenges that we've seen with the other age brackets where it's been, you know, you're effectively having to have multiple devices open, like you're buying concert tickets to try and get a spot to get vaccinated. That That is going to um, be a real challenge that continues for the provincial government and, of course, the federal government being asked what more can you do to step in here? I will tell you, it is getting vaccinated because I have been vaccinated is a little bit like going to a rock concert that you've been waiting for. Because once you secure that appointment, you're all you're doing is looking forward to going. Once you go, you are elated. There's a lot of different em- emotions that happen like you would experience at a concert. That sounds really weird. But um, then when you leave, there is just this, this thrill, this exhilaration of what you just have been through. So it's interesting that you compare it to, a, you know, securing the appointment to going to a concert because the whole thing it is really like being at one of your favorite concerts. It's a very emotional experience. So I'm looking forward to, to being able to talk to people like you and like Chris after you get your vaccines on how you felt about getting them. But I mean, this is great news. It's also great news for the Trudeau government because we are hearing 
that the speculation continues about whether Canadians are going to be heading back to the polls at the end of summer. And I think that this speeding up the vaccination, at least the first dose for most Canadians, is going to be a case where the Trudeau government has strategically underpromised and overdelivered. I think you're you're definitely right there. We we did see earlier in the year when there was a lot of uncertainty about the vaccine supply, people were unsure kind of whether we would actually see some of these promised timelines can come through. We started to see that kind of reacting um, in the polls. There was a lot more um, kind of uncertainty and frustration being expressed with the Trudeau government in some of the polls that Global News was running through um, through our partnership with Ipsos and such. We saw that in other other polling that was being done as well. And so what it seems to be showing is that when the vaccines are going really well, when they're rolling out smoothly, people are, um, again, the, the, the government does better in the polls. And that, of course, is going to be a really key thing uh, when we're looking at the timing here for any possible campaign. If there's big upsets and big supply issues, that would be very politically damaging for the government to go into a campaign and have to be facing questions about that um, if they're going smoothly. And, of course, people are vaccinated, they're able to be at least outdoors, for example, for more uh, potentially outdoor campaign, not so much rallies, but kind of uh, more more uh, limited events kind of in, in that vein. Uh, you're going to see a big shift too in, in how any campaign would be conducted because of that fact that you really can't have rallies, you can't have big things. And so um, having that, that vaccinated or at least one dose into the population is going to, I think, um, be really key in terms of how they're planning to actually conduct this and also where people's heads are going to be at for the government. Well, Amanda, I'm going to leave it at that. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Always a pleasure. All right. That's Amanda Connolly, Ottawa reporter for globalnews.ca with the Ottawa Report. We do it every Friday at 945.